Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Film League podcast. This is Mr. Birch. This is a bonus episode. So what we've done is because we've got loads of new players this year and we've got a lot of people jumping on. I've had various messages from people, some I know, some I don't know, asking me basically how to win. Now, I didn't play last year and I'm playing this year and I'm not going to win. So we thought in order to get strategies of actually how to play the game, we've got a special guest. And on the line today, we have... Um, DM Biggins, who is our winner from last year. Now, uh, welcome, DM Biggins. May I call you DM? Um, you, I mean, fine. I, it's uh, my name is David. Oh, right. Um, if that's any easier, um, it's, but it's it's much easier, David. Yeah. Um, so you not only did you win our actual overall game in 2019, you also decided to massively overachieve in life and won oh, one one and done as well. So for the people who are playing the new game. You'll know that there's two ways you can play. You can play the casual game with one and done. You pick your cast, you put it in for the year and you see how it goes. Or you can go super investy and think about changing your cast every week or every every few weeks and try and break like that billion fuffle box. So you decided to do both. Yes. Um, so when I started playing in 2018, I misunderstood the rules. So right. I... Thought that you you just did the one and done. You just release your film, and then that's your film for the entire year. And it wasn't explained uh, to me. A friend explained it until about July. So for the first half of 2018, I was doing the one and done style, and I think I did a pretty good selection. Okay. It made a lot of money, but still, I w I was thinking, how on earth do you, do I catch Mitch Matthews and? perhaps a million and all the people at the top who just seem to be hundreds of fuffle bucks ahead of me. Right. Um, and I think once I understood the reinvestment side, I, I, I got the bug because if you're doing the reinvestment side, you've got to check every week. Yeah. And I, I'm sort of slightly obsessive in terms of checking film performances regardless. So it was great. I get to bring in one of my obsessions to a game that basically I didn't really know how to play. <laughs> and once I had got that, then I managed to sort of jump up quite quick. Well, not quite quickly. It, it took me till the end of the year to get five. It was, um, but yeah, I, I got from 30th to fifth which i thought was pretty good which is very so for good. last yeah i mean for last year my ambition was to get fourth and in terms of the one and done side that i think that was sort of a last minute decision to do but it was right up my street because i thought that's how the game was played anyway so it's like right i know how to do this i know how to think ahead check all of the film releases just plan who do i think will be in the most films but i mean it one and done is total luck because i started off by putting Guy Ritchie in my one and done film right. but that was before I had seen the trailer to Aladdin and the trailer <laughs> looked awful it, it didn't yeah it was it was I mean we've just looked through some of the figures we've uh, just recorded the main podcast for this week and and yeah and uh, Aladdin was a bit of a, a bit of a surprise for everybody and I but I think you've you've I mean the original game was just one and done and, and you couldn't reinvest once you were locked in you were locked in and, and the the ability to do the reinvest is something that we've added in quite recently in the last couple of years so uh, it's, it's kind of definitely given us an, an extra element of gameplay but as you say yeah I mean uh, uh, some people will play it and some people will do what you do and they'll kind of 
very carefully look at it. And some people will just pick the people that they quite fancy and randomly. And and you're right. I think there's an element of, of luck to that. So is there anyone in the one and done that you were particularly happy with or is there anyone that you really regret buying? Is is there Was there any kind of real big errors uh, or any big achievements? So, I mean, I think uh, for, for the current one and done for this year, I, I'm a bit nervous about picking the um, the main star of, of Mulan because Ooh. I've been looking at the early projections for the film and they're not good um, so when, I, so when I got... you say when you say early projections so I mean just for the, the people who are trying to copy your well copy you basically where are sure, you yeah. going where are you going for your early projections what, what, what kind of look is, what, what kind of sources are you looking at so um, I, yeah I, I guess this is, is one of my best uh, tips for people um, <laughs> I think in terms of the discord chat a lot of people um talk about box office mojo yep. and fair enough box office mojo is uh, a great source of information but only retrospective information in terms of the gameplay it does weekend projections i think it does them pretty late on a thursday so if you miss them um then it's not much good to you i use a different website that i think is much much better for this game and it's called um box office pro Right. The reason why Box Office Pro is better is because Box Office Pro does um, weekend um, forecasts on a Wednesday, so plenty of time to hit the deadline, but it also does long-range tracking. So it does long-range tracking for about two or three months going forward. And it, it America only, um, right. but it will give um, forecasts, in, and it's based on... Um, Cinema count, um, social media uh, buzz, but also early ticket sales. Wow. So every, uh, I think it's twice a week, it gives out these forecasts. And they're not always right, but it well, gives yeah. such a clear indication of where the turkeys might be, what's starting to build momentum. So if you are serious about winning this game, you need to use Box Office Pro, I would say, yes. certainly for the um, the American side. And in terms of the British side, th there is no equivalent. That No yeah. one does any kind of weekend estimations except me um so i i i, I obviously help you guys out because yep. i have a little bit of spare time so and i think that's an advantage to everyone as well because everyone can basically see what i'm thinking yeah the, well this is yeah for those of people who don't know actually you produce so on on a wednesday or thursday you produce a blog entry for us which basically gives our best guess of what it's going to look like and you base that on on um, cinema scorings and you base it on on box office predictions and that kind of stuff and that yeah that's the only way of doing it in the UK uh, yeah so the way that I approach it in the UK th there aren't any predictions um, aside from from what I'm guessing myself but I look at launching films and launching films has got categories of how many cinemas they're going to appear on so whether it's 300 plus 100 plus or 25 plus right I then take that information and I look at a few cinemas across the country. So I look at Stevenage, I sometimes look at Wood Green, I look at Norwich, and I also sometimes look in Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And I get an estimation of the amount of screenings per day. And generally, as a rough guide, 
that works. So, I mean, if you follow the blog, it's never a hundred percent right, but it's it tends to it's be pretty it, close though. It's, it's pretty close. Yeah, if it's wrong, it tends to only be like one out. Yeah. So, if someone is using it for a general indication, it is quite useful. I do always do my best to get it out on a Wednesday if I can, but sometimes life gets in the way. So, I mean, ideally, I want to give this information to to everyone so that they can use it for their predictions. Um, but if anyone is ever um, curious and by, by chance i have not had a chance to write it on the blog come into to discord and, and message me and i'm more than happy to give my best opinion well that's very kind of you you're now going to get blitzed by like 25 <laughs> new players who don't know i've i've already been i've had some um fun and games with uh, some family members who are now playing and uh yes i've oh, been, great. i've spent most of my weekends trying to talk them through exactly how it works so uh yeah you're yeah you're going to regret saying that now david that's, that's uh that's <laughs> really fun. so um so you, you talked about the us and the uk box office and and we something that we discussed on the most recent um uh episode of the podcast was the fact that there seems to be like a bit of a gap now with with us and uk releases so especially yeah. around this time of year because we think it's because the way that the awards um the awards submissions works is that you have to have a film in at a certain time um do you do you factor that into your thinking in terms of knowing that a film's going to be you know four weeks between its uk and its us release yeah so i the there are a few factors for um, release uh, day fluctuations. Um, some of them are uh, award entries, as you say. Other times it's to do with um, holidays. Mm -hmm. So uh, holidays in America are different from holidays in the UK. And for certain films, um, they, they just want to try and get as many people while they're on holiday as possible. Or what happens in America is that sometimes they want to avoid holidays. Like, say, for example, the Super Bowl, I think, is coming soon. So yep. there are, don't believe there are any new releases this weekend because of that. If I've got that wrong, I apologize to to American listeners. I, I, have, no, I have no idea in terms of sports timings. <laughs> um, but so in terms of factoring in for the ch choices that I make, absolutely. In terms of factoring it in for doing the, the, the blog, um, Oh, whenever there's a bank holiday, it's always a nightmare because two things can happen. If the weather is great, no one will go to the cinema. Yeah. If the weather is rubbish, everyone will go to the cinema. And it, it's it, either way can wide, you know, hugely change things. The, the UK box office has got a lot more fluctuations than the American box office. In terms of how I, I pick, I, I don't know. I, I, if I notice that there's, there's a big gap in between releases, I try to avoid, but it would have to be a big gap. Like, for example, um, the director of Doctor Doolittle, the the Doolittle release. I think there's a three week difference. I think yeah. that's probably okay. If it was like five or six uh, weeks difference, then I chances are I probably would try to avoid that. I, I think um, one of the things that I think helped me last year is that I started to get quite good at positioning all of the people within my films so that the films would last earning-wise for a long time, as in every single actor in the film. So there's, there's, there's two sort of strategies that you can do to try and jump ahead. One is that you, um, when you reinvest, you're reinvesting because you know that there's a film right now earning a lot of money, mm -hmm. so you will reinvest all your actors so that you're taking advantage of that. You alternatively can try to have your films 
going for as long as possible so you reinvest slightly less and you're the um, ride them through ride them through of the two strategies i tended to favor the riding through um option but the only way that you can do that is if all six of your people within the film are roughly earning at the same time so i try to avoid um having sort of people who will earn a lot quite early on and then be done and have no earnings or whatsoever and with the other three keep kind of going because then you've got a dilemma do you reinvest or don't you reinvest? And I, I, I try to avoid the dilemma by roughly picking everyone that's always earning at the same time because then it's really easy to decide when you want to get rid of the film because there's no one's affected. You're just basically getting rid of the deadwood and bringing in, um, uh, yeah, new people. Oh, and I cast. tend only to reinvest with a new cast if there is a big opportunity. So I don't like to reinvest early. I certainly don't like to reinvest a... Um, a weekend before. So I, I, I think I've spotted a few people that try to reinvest a week before the earnings so that they can get the big earnings. Because if you reinvest during the week that it's earned, you lose the cost of what you've paid versus what you earn. So it becomes very difficult to get the like the 60,000, sorry, the 60 million Fufflebuck plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would ignore that. I, I, I always, I, I hate having people in my films that aren't earning. So I will look at Box Office Pro and I will work out how roughly long I, I think a film is going to be earning for. And I stack it so that everyone is earning for the same rough period of time. And Box Office Pro does help with that. It, it, it will tell you what it thinks it's going to make on the opening uh, weekend, but it also tells you how much it thinks it's going to make overall. So you can do a rough guess in terms of, all right, it's going to make um, $40 million in its first weekend, but overall this is going to make $300 million. That means it's going to be hanging around in the charts for a long time. And I kind of just pull all of that together so that my films are are generally... um, yeah, uh, quite easy to make a decision yeah. as to when to get rid of them. And at the minute, I have totally screwed my strategy for this <laughs> year because that's, that's going to be pleasing I'm... to so many people listening. Because there's so many people listening and kind of going, "Wow, this guy's hardcore. Wow, this isn't ser- serious." But it's lovely to hear the fact, frankly, that you've also made a mistake. Oh, I mean, I made loads <laughs> of mistakes, and also there, there is a huge element of of luck to the game because you, sure. there can be films that um, are meant to do okay actually do really really well and bad boys 3 is a great example of that Mm. bad boys 3 was meant to be fine but actually it's become a mega hit yeah and because we are again i think it's the super bowl in america approaching that it is there are no other big films being released so because of that it's got a clear three-week run at the top until um, Birds of Prey comes out. So why did I not go for Will Smith? I do not <laughs> well, know. Well, as, as someone who picked Martin Lawrence, um, I'm very happy with my choice on that. But um, I think people listening to this are, are going to obviously recognise you being a particularly serious big player. But mm. if you so if you were playing one and done, what would what would be your big picks for 2020? I mean, I know most people have put their selections down, but what do you think are, are going to be? I mean, Vin Diesel has got to be one of the bigger ones for this year because you've got you've got a couple of films. Oh, he says hissing through his teeth. Oh, I wasn't sure know, about Vin really? Diesel. So what would yeah. what would be your what would be kind of your big? Who would you think are going to be the big hitters? I mean, we've just gone through on the podcast. We've just gone through our top earners, John Favreau. Dwayne Johnson, 
Um, mm. They were kind of our, they were our big winners. Samuel L. Jackson, James McAvoy, they were like our big scorers for last year. Who do you think are going to be the, the, the big ones this year? Sure. So in, in terms of one and done, the, the best advice is either to go for people who are going to be multiple earners mm-hmm. or to go um, Disney, I think. So I, in terms of the multiple earners, Kenneth Branagh is the absolute number one choice yeah. because he is directing uh, two films this year. Uh, yeah, he's got another... Death in the Null coming out. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yes, exactly. He's he's all, there's also um, a kid's teenage uh, Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Thank you very much. Fowl. Yeah, I was um, I, I was at somewhere yesterday where um, here we go. This is a bizarre insight into my world. I actually um, was somewhere yesterday where I met the director of photography for both of those two films. So oh, uh, yes. So yeah, um, yeah. It's um, it's quite good. Sorry, Smith is just is just miming a name drop thing at me. But sorry, but yeah. <laughs> but no, you're absolutely right. So all these films they've all been made, they've all been produced, and and this is something that we talked about earlier on. Is is you is someone could have like quite a quiet period, and suddenly they knock out like three films because they're a voice here, they're directing here, they're acting here, yep. and because of the the production cycle all three films will kind of drop in the same year. And I think Kenneth Branagh has obviously been very busy in 2019 and now 2020, all of this stuff is, is kind of coming out. So Yeah, he's in the Christopher Nolan film as well, Tenant. Uh, oh, so right, well, yeah. With, with those three, he, he, I think he's going to be the top earner for the year. Sure. Um, I think that uh, Ray Fiennes has got a good year ahead of him because he is in Doolittle uh, as a voice. He yeah. is also, I believe he's the star of The King's Man. Yes, um, he is. And, and obviously he's, he's M in Bond. He's M in James Bond. Yeah. So he's going to be a really big earner. Um, I think Emily Blunt has, has got a good year ahead of her as well. I mean, right. Quiet Place to um, a Box Office Pro is saying uh, is going to be a smash. Huge. Right. Um, and she's also got a film out with um, Dwayne Johnson. Oh, uh, the, jungle, the jungle. jungle Queen, the Jungle River thing. Yes. 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 Gosh, we know so much about film, don't we? We, we do, but we can't names name all, all the films. Gets by absolutely. Us. We're experts, it's, people. It's absolutely fine. It's it's the jungle thing. Well, either way, <laughs> it, it's, it, is a, it is a Disney film with Dwayne Johnson. Um, and I, I think that Emily Blunt is fantastic. I think that Dwayne Johnson is fantastic. And with um, with Disney behind it, I'm expecting that whatever it may be called to be a uh, a huge smash. Um, it's going to be it's going to be big. Okay. So so final question then for you is sure. is I mean any kind of first time players any kind of pro tips. Obviously, you've talked about using you know the the knowledge on site. You've talked about just being lucky and you've generally talked about picking Kenneth Branner. Is there anything else that you would say to new time players is, you know, the first thing you should do or anything that you should just not do? Um, so I suppose I've got a, a, a couple of tips on, on that front. Um, I, I, I think you always invest in, in films that are currently earning. Um, I, I, a lot of new players that, that are trying out, they might want to put their favourite actors in. Yeah. Who they know they have films coming out later in the year, which is all very well. But if you, if you want to seriously get to the top, you need to be um, looking at what is earning every week. And if your players aren't earning that week, then, then you're missing um, an opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think uh, another good bit of advice is to, to look at what the, the players at the top are, are doing and um, 
learning from them. So in t- to illustrate why I think I have made a, a mistake in terms of my strategy, I can see that Metaran is, is hot on my heels. Right. And I think he is hot on my heels because his second film is much better than my second film. So for his second film, is it, got this sort of stacking strategy, which I was talking about, where you have got four people from um, 1917. Right. And you've got uh, Vanessa Hudgens, who is in Bad Boys, yep. and you've got Guy Ritchie, and Guy Ritchie's just had the gentleman come out in America. So uh, if yes, 1917 wins the best picture film, then that is going to keep earning probably all the way through February. It's very likely that um, Bad Boys, because it's doing so well, it's going to earn all the way through February. Mm-hmm. And the gentleman might not earn for as long but because it's just come out, it will probably be long enough. So basically, all of those people will be earning at the same time. So he doesn't have to worry about when he's going to reinvest with that film. Okay. What I have done wrong is that for my second film, I've got Sam Mendes and George McKay, and they're both in 1917. And I've got Daniel Mays. He's in 1917. But that's it from 1917. Otherwise, I've got Laura Dern who's in Little Women, and right. Little Women is sort of starting to climb out of the box office now. Possible I, Oscar win as well for her, so there's an extra little extra little bump for you? or I'm, I'm basically relying on that, otherwise I'm screwed. Because <laughs> okay. my other one is Richard E. Grant in that film, and Star Wars is going to be gone in a couple it of weeks. It will, yeah. And um, Orkafina. Have I said that right? I haven't got a clue what you just said. Um, it, how, it, she's in Jumanji, and I'm useless at pronouncing names. Aquafina, Aquafina, yes, 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 depending on where you're from, yeah, okay, we both have accents, so yeah, I think we're both getting that wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, um, so uh, she gave an absolutely fantastic performance in Jumanji, but unfortunately Jumanji is is sliding out of the the film charts. Sure. Um, So I'm going to have three people in that film that are not going to be earning in February, and that means I'm going to need to reinvest, but... My problem is that I was already planning on reinvesting for my first film. So my first film was going to go out and I was going to put all the lovely people from Birds of Prey in and maybe a little bit of Sonic the Hedgehog, right. sort of trying to work that one out. But that means I've got all the good people for February, but I need to pull out two films. So I'm stuck. Ah, Whereas okay. Metaran doesn't have to worry about that. He only needs to pull out one of his films and the second one is just yeah, look, look, looking pretty. He can leave that in until February. And the third film he's got is mostly bad boys people. He can leave that in for all of February. Yeah. So I'm in my own trap. I'm going to have to take a step back and reinvest and there aren't enough good re- uh, people to reinvest with. That's so, um, right. yes, uh, I think looking at what other people are doing over the course of February and seeing how they are pulling ahead... Um, will give a strong indication as to how you should play the game. Because that's also what I did in 2019. I was sort of looking at the people at the top, seeing how they were reinvesting, just learning from it, basically. Wow. Okay. well, I mean, we started this out as a quick bonus episode for the FFL, but you've basically, we've we've chatted about strategy and and cast for like 25 minutes now. And I think... Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, And I think, think, uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, this... It's it's interesting to see how people are playing the game, and it's interesting to see um, the the level of detail that you can go into. And it's 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 um, wow! I really need to think about my strategy now. I've I've yeah, I've just got Martin Lawrence. I probably need to think about more cast. Anyway, um, but uh, clearly we can see how you're the winner of this and, and how you managed to do. And clearly we can see that you've done your homework. Um, and yeah, I just wow! I mean, new players are probably listening to this going. Damn, that guy's hardcore. 
but um, you are. So I think a well-deserved winner for 2019, uh, so much so that we actually immortalized you as your own emoji on a Discord group, which uh, yes. is probably the only, the only prize that we actually give here on the Fantasy Filming. There's no, <laughs> there's no money, there's, there's just glory and mini emojis on a Discord group. But um... It's totally worth it, totally <laughs> worth it. The, the, the year of sort of looking at websites and planning, getting that emoji... That, 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 that's, yeah, good enough. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're very happy that the prize has is so well covered. It and uh, just, just again, David, thank you so much for joining us today, and and thanks for for coming in and and talking to us. And um, we'll probably make this a, a a regular feature with our winners. So I I genuinely hope that we speak to you in uh, this time next year as as winner of of if not <laughs> really? one, if not one, then then other of the leagues um you know so many people are going to be so irritated if i know again. and they're um, and that's gonna that's mainly why i said it so uh, i'm waiting for <laughs> okay. i'm waiting for a flame war on the discord group now come uh, come once this drops but um but no really appreciate the time and and obviously we're probably going to get more questions from newer players so as i said you know as you said the discord group's are a great place to go for for people to kind of get a little bit of insider knowledge and um i can't be biased on this and as someone else who's playing and currently languishing in the bottom 20s of the group i i i i wish you wish you luck no i can't say it i'll try again i i wish you great no i can't say it. i'm sorry mate look i i i want to destroy you don't worry yes i i want to beat everyone i am incredibly competitive and being competitive i think is the only way that you can win but i mean regardless i i, I think i'm more than happy to kind of share strategy tips and talk ideas Excellent. um and um thank you so much for inviting me on i, I love the game thanks thank you very much so um that brings us to the end of our our bonus episode which is a deep dive of inside a fuffle's brain and um yeah and we're back in normal schedule to be released so back in a couple of uh, weeks time with the traders podcast until then just again david thanks for joining us and um yeah we'll see you guys all soon